Hello and welcome all in to the M.O. Podcast. You're here with me, Consummation Sad, and my lovely co-host. Okay. <laughs> I just felt like changing off a bit, you know. Why not? Why not? I just get bored at home too. Fair enough. I'm, I'm just Consummation Sad. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to be talking about the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. This happened, this is one of the more recent cases that we've actually covered, mm. and we are, well, personally, I'm going to try and deal with it quite sensitive, because it was a young woman that died, and there's still people out there who, who are missing her and still want answers to it. Definitely. But it is a very strange set of circumstances that this happened in, and the place was very strange as well, so... Mm, definitely. So, we will stray into the abnormal yes but the story is on february 19 2013 elisa lamb's body was found in a water tank on the roof of the cecil hotel in la uh gonna try and stop doing that (laughs) sorry we can make another compilation Elisa was travelling the West Coast and has already been to San Diego. She travelled alone on buses and trains. And one of the reasons that her parents allowed her to go was that she had to check in by phone every day. This was just because I think more they were very protective parents. But as well, she did have a history of depression and some kind of... A mental illness that she was on medication for so I think they they just wanted her to check in so they knew she would be okay and it's a big deal traveling on your own when you're young like if I was her age and I was you know even if I was if I lived in Scotland or something and I was traveling to London or something my mum would be on my phone all day every day I mean she'd be on my phone all day every day now and I'm 35 I think it's a big deal if you're on your own, completely alone, in what potentially is quite a dangerous crime-ridden city, or that particular area she's staying in. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I feel quite bad now. I was I lived abroad for eight years, and I don't think I rang my mum once. Wow. I sent them text messages and stuff, but... On, on Mother's Day once a year? Probably not on Mother's Day, but certainly at Christmas. Did you forget Mother's Day? Hallmark, Hallmark created that, right? Let's not get into Hallmark holidays, okay? (laughs) We'll be here all day. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so she was only 21 and she was young, she was travelling around, she was on her own. On the day of her checkout, which was 31st of January, she failed to check in with her parents and this is where her parents got worried and contacted the LAPD straight away. The police searched the hotel, but what's interesting is they only searched the hotel to the legal extent that they were allowed to do. Now, this is a quote from one of the officers that was on the scene, which basically means if the people in the hotel didn't give consent to them searching the room, they were not allowed to search the room. So this hotel that she was staying in, the Cecil, was in an area you mentioned there. It was near an area called Skid Row. Which, obviously, as you can kind of... Charming name. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of get, understand by the name, it wasn't the, the greatest place. There was 10,000 homeless people that lived in a four-mile radius of the actual Cecil Hotel. 
in the 80s, Skid Row was tried to... It was basically a, a shanty town of its of its own, and it was tried to be forcibly removed by the police and the mayor. But homeless people's advocates and group got involved and said, "You're only going to displace them and put them somewhere else. There's not adequate housing in the city for this to be done." So until adequate housing was built, which I don't even think to this day it has been built, Skid Row remained, and it still does remain today. So the hotel was actually known as kind of a transient hotel and it had a lot of people there who were residents, so had long-term people staying there who may have been down on the luck, didn't have anywhere else to go, maybe the government was paying for their hotels. Now I'm not saying all transients are bad people, but just try to kind of build up the area and where she was staying and what kind of surrounded her in this area yeah elliot ness would have had a field day oh oh i tell you what he wouldn't have he wouldn't have taken no he wouldn't have <laughs> homeless application he would have just burnt it all down he would have yeah did he uh, so when she checked in at first she was in a hostel style room which was i think it was an eight bedroom room but she was actually changed to a single after the other people in the room complained about her odd behavior now, I can't find what kind of odd behaviour she had, but if it's enough to make you make the management change your room in this area, it must have been a bit upsetting to the other people. Well, see, this is the thing that gets me, right? When they say odd behaviour, this is a group of people who didn't know Elisa. They weren't her friends. Essentially, they were complete strangers. Like, my brother-in-law is the kind of person who comes like, home with a car full of helium balloons a full to the brim of helium balloons so you can't even really see him in the driver's seat and when my sister says to him why did you do that he goes i just felt like it <laughs> to me and the rest of the people who know him that's like oh david you crazy joker you but for people for people who didn't know him that might constitute as oh my god this person is a bit of a nutter indeed in- do you know what i mean yeah because they they didn't know her my her what she was doing might have been perfectly normal for the people that knew her she might have just been a bit of a crazy joker Exactly, 100%. And I mean, I've travelled quite a bit and I try not to stay in. To, to be honest with you, I try not to stay in uh, hostel-style rooms because I was going to say I don't like other people's behaviour, but I just don't like other people. I was gonna. I was actually going to say, is it because the people normally are the ones that are asking for you to be moved rooms? Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of have bad gas. But... <clears throat> <laughs> oh. But no, yeah, so what is normal to someone is odd to someone else. And especially when you're yeah. kind of traveling and you have nowhere to lock your valuables. If all these people knew each other and she was the odd one out, I can see how they wouldn't want her in that, in their clique kind of thing. And especially with people who travel a lot, they kind of get into a traveler's mindset. From what I believe, this is her first traveling big travel kind of thing she just wanted to go and see places Mm -hmm. she was more of a tourist than a traveler if you kind of understand the differentiation the the difference between the two she moved rooms into a single she was actually seen on the 31st of january buying books for family members and she seemed very upbeat she explained she was looking forward to moving on to the next city but she wasn't seen by any of the hotel staff on this day. 
So the police went in, they checked all the rooms they were legally allowed to. They actually took sniffer dogs in and checked as much as they could. They even checked the roof where she would later be found. They they turned up nothing. So a week later, on the 6th of February, they started a flyer campaign in the neighbourhood, which was basically, have you seen this woman? She was staying here, and they plastered the flyers all around the neighbourhood. After nothing, on February the 15th, a video was released of her, and it's the only video that they had, which is very, very strange. I mean, we'll talk about the video in a, in, in a little bit, but... Is it the only CCTV they had in the whole hotel? Yeah, it's just... Surely they had one at front desk, seeing her walking in and out. I, I just... It's a massive hotel, and they've got one video in an elevator. And they've got one elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's, uh... So, during, during this time that the video was released... Uh, hotel guests started to complain of low water pressure in the rooms and the water that did come out, it had an odd taste to it, it ran a funny colour for a while and then started running clear. So they sent up a, a maintenance man to have a look at the tank and this is where and how they discovered Elise's body in the tank. She was naked and her clothes were in the tank next to her. Her room key and her watch were found with her, but her phone wasn't. The tank had to be drained and cut open to accommodate the equipment that was needed to remove her body because <clears throat> the hole was that small that she had to climb into to get into this water tank. This, it, this for me, I don't understand how she got there in the first place. I mean, the video, we'll talk about the video, this video that was released on the, the 15th of February. Now, it's just under four minutes long. It's out there on the YouTube and the internet if you want to look at it, but I'll just kind of go over the bullet points of it. The first minute or so show Elisa as she enters the lift. For me, she goes into the lift, she presses some buttons on the lift, and then she kind of it looks like she's playing hide and seek. Yeah. It looks like very, I'm not going to say childish because that's the wrong word, but very kid behaviour, as if she's playing with a child. Play. Yeah. Yeah, because the way she jumps out the first time and then looks both ways and jumps back in, it, it doesn't look to me like she's panicked about anything like other people, some people have said that she's hiding from someone. She looks like she's hiding from someone, but she doesn't look, like she's in danger, I'd say. Yeah. I still don't understand why she was pressing all the buttons for all the floors, though. If she was just hiding, why not just press the, like, you know, the button that keeps the doors open? The one with the two arrows pointing in opposite directions. Yeah, I don't... That would be the best button to press. Yeah. I mean, there is a theory, which I'll talk about, but it makes no sense. I know which theory you're going to say. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You've been on Reddit as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So... Then she, she kind of shuffle jumps out onto the landing and she stands next to the lift and it looks like she's got her hands over her ears and she's facing someone. Yeah. Then she re-enters the lift, she presses more buttons, she 
she exits and then she does a lot of strange hand movements. Now, it's not like she's on ecstasy because it's not... Some people have said she's, she, she, she was on drugs that, that may be akin to ecstasy and, and something like that because of her hand movements, but it's not dancing movements. It's just swaying movements rather than anything else. I thought it looked like she was like feeling for something that wasn't there do you know what i mean you know yeah did you ever do that thing when you were a kid where you like you put your hands like out in front of you side like side by side and then somebody else pushes on your hands on the outside and you've got to push against their hands and then you can like feel a ball after like after they've done it for like 20 seconds or something you if you move your hands in like a circular motion you can it's like you can feel a sphere in front of your hands it's like she was doing that it was like she could feel something in front of her that wasn't there or like she was pretending that there was something there kind of thing charades maybe could be for me she's she kind of it looks like a very slowed down version of uh them inflatable men that you see outside car sales places oh yeah the wobbly ones with the hands yeah yeah, with the hands, the, the hands look like that, but a very slow down version, and she's just doing it with her hands, not with her whole body. Yeah. But I honestly don't know. But she she does that for 20, 30 seconds, and then she walks off in the same direction that she got in the lift in. The interesting thing here is that the doors don't close for three minutes. That's what got me as well, especially since she's pressed all the floor buttons as well, which would mean the doors will close fairly quickly. They would take her to at least one of the floors. Yeah. And it's not like she stood in because they have a sensor. Yeah. It's not like she stood in. I could only see at one point with the hand movements where she actually crosses that sensor. Mm-hmm. And the doors don't even attempt to close. It's not like they close and then she puts her hand in and it goes back. They're ju- it's just stuck there. Yeah. After about 30 seconds, Alyssa's out of shot, then the doors close and it goes down to all the floors she was pressing. Now, to me, it does look like it's been edited, this video, just because there's some strange movements. It looks like it's it's almost, but not quite seamlessly. There's just some little movements that you'd go, if you were looking at it, and I'm not saying I'm an expert in editing but i tried to do some and when you, you it just looks like someone's trying to line up the edit and they've just missed it or they've just gone over it a little bit too much and it's it's not a professional edit it just looks like something that's odd and the timestamp is blurred out as well which is is warning signs and the video was recorded on the 1st of february she was checking out on the 31st of February. That means she spent a whole 24 hours in this building. Yeah, that's a bit suspicious, isn't it? I've stayed at hotels before and, okay, I'm not saying they come and bang on your door if you're not out by 12 o'clock, but certainly if you're not out by 4, 5 o'clock, yeah. someone will come in. You will run into someone and say... In the hotel. What are you doing here? I thought you'd left. 24 hours and there's only one video that she showed up on when she's not supposed to be in this hotel mm-hmm. it's it's a very it's a very odd it's very suspicious <laughs> yeah yeah it's suspicious it's not an odd video it's just odd the date's very odd and the timestamp being blurred and why she's still here this is all very 
I mean, she, up until she stayed at the Cecil Hotel, she had not shown any signs, absolutely zero signs of being any danger to herself or anybody else. She'd had no breakdowns. She was taking her medication. She was basically a, a normal, healthy girl. She was perfectly normal. Um, she did have an online blog. She she posted to it regularly. So on the the twenty first of December, she would she mentioned her intention to travel. But then on the 28th of December, she mentioned that she lost her cell phone. This seems to be a regular thing with Elisa. She seems to lose her cell phones. Then by January the 9th, she stated that she was privatising her Facebook because she's paranoid and she was expressing feelings of depression and being low. By the 24th of January, she writes on her blog that she's enjoying herself. Uh, she's but she's not doing anything outside of her normal routine she would have done back at home. She's been to, like, the Sea Life Centre or Sea World, whatever you call it. But she did state, which I kind of picked up on, and I didn't know if, like, any, any other sources had, had picked up on this, but she wrote, I'm doing some more impulsive things uh, that I wouldn't normally do back home, like tell a guy I just met I like him. I don't know if she was saying that hypothetically, or if she had met somebody, a stranger, who she kind of fell for and she was in a relationship with. Because this could involve a third party who may or may not be suspicious. By the 27th of January, her friend who had loaned her a Blackberry phone to replace the cell phone that she lost, Elisa lost the Blackberry. Um, that was all before she checked into the hotel. Mm. And then... By the 31st, as you say, she was seen by the bookstore owner. She was happy. She was, you know, enjoying herself. She was buying Christmas presents for her family to um, take back home with her. There was nothing suspicious found in her room. And it just... There's no indication to me that... Although the autopsy report does state that she was... She had, uh, hadn't taken the medication for her bipolar. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't understand how she got into that water tank yeah and ended up where she was from being a perfectly normal happy young woman to ending up there it does not make any sense to me at all she has no previous history of being a danger to herself or anybody else yeah no she even even the family said yeah. they didn't want to be that forthcoming about her mental health issues but they actually said she wasn't suicidal she did have these issues she was on these tablets but Never once as, as she hinted at being suicidal or, or we've had to talk her down from anything. And I mean, although I know when you're in that position, you don't necessarily talk about it, but they'd be the first to know if she... Yeah, they would notice a change in her behaviour anyway, wouldn't they? They're around her more often. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it's funny you mentioned the, the, the blog there as well. She, she also had a, a Tumblr account. Yeah. Which had uh, 100 and 50 posts during February, but after February the 15th, it only had six, and then there was four in March and three in April, which is, there. I think there's a there's a queue, kind of. Oh, she scheduled the posts. Yeah, so, you, so she could schedule the, the posts, but she was posting pretty regularly. I think there was six or seven, at least, on the 15th, <clears throat> so it wasn't, it wasn't like there was a massive drop-off up until the 15th. Every day, there's 150 during February up until the 15th. So that's how often she was posting. And I don't think that they were all queued. 150 is a lot to queue up. 
one, two, three, maybe, maybe six, okay. When you see them, you go, oh, you know what, I'll put that there for that. Yeah, I don't think they were either. 150 in in 15 days, what's that? That's 10 a day? But the thing is, some of them as well were like spur-of-the-moment impulsive, I feel this way. And from being like putting posts like that myself, that's not something that you schedule, that's something that you feel on at the spur of the moment, at that particular time, and you post it there and then, because you could, like, I could write, I feel really upset today, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this, that, and the other, and then schedule it for a week's time, and then in a week's time think, you silly girl, I don't feel like that anymore, I'm on top of the world, I'm having a great time, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to post that, because I don't feel like that, it's something you do on the spur of the moment. Yeah, it's a different feeling, isn't it? I mean, a lot of them. Of course, it is. Are yeah. quotes and and when we when you see a when you see a quote, I mean, maybe for me, but when I see a quote, if I have to do it there and then, otherwise I'll forget it. Yeah, of course. And I think that that's what a lot of these posts are, and the yeah. ones you queue are just like, oh, that's that that's timeless kind of thing. You know, it's it's not going to change. I'm not going to change in that short a time. It's like top 2020 fashion trends or something. That's the kind of thing you schedule. Yeah. You don't schedule something about your feelings. So I think, yeah, a lot of those posts were on the spur of the moment things from Elisa. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this, but... So the reason, apparently, the reason why she pressed all the buttons in the elevator is because she was playing a game called the Elevator Game, which here in England is called the Lift Game. But that's not the way you play it. Yes. You don't go in and press all the buttons at once. You have to start. Don't you have to press them in a set order, don't you? And then when you get to each floor. Yeah. Ground and then go up to two and then back to ground up to four. Not that I've been into it. Uh, <laughs> I also have. <laughs> yeah. I mean. She definitely wasn't doing that. No. It, there's, there's no way that because if it was. She presses them all at once. So the only reason that you do that is because you're having a laugh kind of thing. It's not. You're not doing it for a game. And certainly, you're never going to get into a different dimension by through a lift. I'm sorry. That's never going to happen. I also think she was a really, she was a smart girl. She wouldn't have even... I don't think that kind of thing would have entertained her interests in the slightest. No. She 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 wouldn't have been interested in, in, in stuff like that. And no. why would she try it now? Exactly. This, I don't. This is this isn't the first stop on a on a tour. If she would have read about this and it was something she wanted to do, like do it at the first place. Yeah. And then, you know, and then she it it would have been done. But no, I'm not giving that any credence at all. A A for the fact that she's a sensible girl, and B is because it's utter bullshit. <laughs> yes. The, yes. Just, definitely. Just, just for that, because grade A fact. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna go into a different dimension just getting out of the lift. Uh, you're just gonna piss no. the people off who are trying to get into the lift. Yes, I've been waiting on the seventh floor now for forty fucking minutes. Yeah. Indeed, I could have taken the stairs, but I'm too late. <laughs> but so as well, we'll, we'll like I just want to talk about the autopsy report as well because it this is interesting to yeah. me that the cause of death on the autopsy report and this is online you can actually read it is accidental drowning. But this was changed three days before being published. So it was changed from an undetermined accident to accidental drowning. Three days before being published. 
I don't know what the intermittent time was by this being written up and being published. Yeah. Uh, should have done a bit more research on that. But the fact that it was changed, and you can actually see that there is an error on the paperwork, and they have... He's actually scribbled it out, hasn't he, the coroner? Yeah. And you can tell it's been done after the fact. It's not been done in the flowing kind of... You can tell there's been a break. What? There wasn't any water or fluid found in the lungs. And one of the stages of drowning is involuntary breathing. So when you're in water, you run out of air. It's not the asphyxiation that kills you. It's the water in your actual lungs. Well, it kind of is asphyxiation, but you start taking in water. And no matter how long you've been in water, they'll all, they should always be water in the lungs. I have... Um, I, I also thought this, but um, I was told that sometimes in drowning victims... Um, that your airways actually lock up. So you, you don't actually drown of the water. You drown because you don't actually take a breath because your airways just lock up and you, you suffocate yourself. So in those rare cases, there won't be any water in your lungs. But I'm still not buying it. But on that, isn't that dry drowning? I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I, I read that and I don't... Please, someone tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't claim to be a doctor. But I don't think that happens in water. I don't know. I think it's called dry drowning because you actually die, have drowning symptoms on land and just kind of choke or asphyxiate yourself. Hmm. Not 100%. I could be talking out my ass. Probably am talking out my ass. I should have done more research into it, but thought I'd done loads on autopsy, but now you've thrown that at me. <laughs> Sorry. The thing is, though, on the autopsy report as well, it's got, like, accidental drowning... Um, brought on by and they cite bipolar disorder as one of the reasons for the accidental drowning how can that possibly be proved how can they possibly say that bipolar disorder caused elisa lamb's accidental death yeah they've got one video i think they just for this autopsy they just it walks like a duck quacks like a duck swims like a duck and I think they just went, that's all the evidence I need. It's a mother of all assumptions. Exactly. And it's it, this is, I haven't read an autopsy report, but just reading it just gives me itchy fever because the body showed signs of decomposition, but it wasn't a lot. And if you're saying this, this body has been in 19 days in water for 19 days, body starts showing signs of decomposition four days on land and eight days at sea. After 20 days, it's highly decomposed from what I've found out. And they've, they've not done tests, like they've not thrown people into the water. But on drowning victims where ships have sank in, after a certain amount of days, they've pulled them out. And they've kind of looked at how bad. For what they were saying, it doesn't seem like it's 19 days worth of decomposition. And the, skin's, the skin separation was evident. But was there enough of it to warrant 19 days? 20, it's nearly three weeks being submerged in water. And the only drugs that were found in the toxicology report were her prescription drugs, but there wasn't actually enough blood preserved to do a thorough toxicology report. So they could find her prescription drugs, but not any other drugs. Yeah. They also couldn't find one of her prescription drugs, which was... 
the drug she was using they had the the antidepressants were in there um but the medication she was taking for her bipolar disorder wasn't um found on the toxicology report which again it could be because there wasn't a big enough sample maybe she forgot how, how long it takes for those blood the, those um tablets to get through your system and be flushed out uh I, I i don't know so it's possible maybe she'd forgot that day maybe she forgot a few days before it's hard to tell yeah. really there there was also sand particles found on her clothes and in the fold of her clothes now she's she is in la she could have gone to the beach yeah she's been to san diego which is deserty mm. from what i've seen on uh anchorman it's <laughs> my only reference to it uh, San Diego I think that was just picked up of her natural environment I don't think there's much that you can see but there was a dark brown fluid found in her chest cavity between her lungs and her chest cavity now 200 cc's on the left and 300 cc's on the right I had to look it up, but CC means cubic centimetres. So that's that's like half a pint, or a full pint of this brown fluid in a chest cavity. What I also found, right, and this is where I went, oh, I'm going to play doctor now, but not in, in the good way, in, in, the, in the boring... <laughs> in the operation, yeah. the game sense. Yeah, but I meant when you're kids. Oh, but, you... oh, okay. And you just, anyway... Uh, Sorry. But just in a yeah, in a research way. But uh, so, <laughs> what that actually can mean? Brown fluid in the chest cavity can be a sign of high iodine in the body. And I thought, oh, this could be good. But it's not because it just means like you've got a bigger chance of having thyroid cancer. Hmm. It's because your pituitary gland starts producing it more. But what is interesting, it can also be an allergen. So, if you have too much iodine in your body, you can have anaphylactic shock. Mm. The symptoms of anaphylactic shock are lightheadedness, confusion, and an altered state of consciousness. I am clutching at straws with that, but it could explain, if the third party wasn't involved, it could explain her behaviour in the lift, that she was confused, she was in an altered state of consciousness. It could be, it could have all the symptoms of like bipolar, her not taking her meds or her being like on ecstasy or something like that. It could look towards that, but she could be having an anaphylactic shock with it. Indeed, but how did she get so much iodine inside her? Exactly. See, now it's a natural occurring thing within your body. So your pituitary gland does produce it and you do have iodine in your body but there's nothing to say that someone's gonna like inject her with iodine and just go yeah okay would, would that not show up on the autopsy though it just says a brown fluid and plural fluid accumulation which is where this fluid was found can be associated with drowning but Data has also been presented on the flip side of it. So there's, there's not, it's, it can be, but it can't be as well in the same kind of thing. So it could just be 
that I've seen that and gone, that could just be like clutching its drawers and going, oh, I've seen that. So it's the only explanation for it. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. Never read an autopsy report. But for me, there's no language in the autopsy report. Now, obviously, it doesn't have to be any language. But if a policeman is reading it, not saying policemen are all a bit but if a policeman's reading it, shouldn't the language be a bit more subtle? Needs to be it needs to be readable by somebody who isn't medically educated. So yeah, so for me, I'd expect to see like frothy fluid in the airways, as is consistent with drowning. Yeah. Or just something that like you say, not like me picking this up off the internet and going, but someone that's not as, like a lawyer, if it's yeah uh, accidental drowning and there's a case for suing the hotel or, or, or whatever. So someone needs to be able to read this who's not fluent in doctorish. Yes. But I'd assume that if they went with, well, this is drowning straight from the off, then they'd look to add that language in straight away. Yeah. Rather than just go with the the vagueism of it. But also, if it was anaphylactic shock brought on by the, her body producing too much iodine, surely the amount of the brown fluid that was found in her lungs, surely that would be enough to test, to go, this is iodine, it's possible she had an anaphylactic shock. Yeah, yeah. You... you... Uh, yeah, you would think they would rule it out at least. I, I I think that, but nothing is like concrete in this. Nothing's been ruled out or ruled in, from what I can see. Obviously, I'll probably get ripped apart and go, you know, nothing. Which I, I I'm not claiming to know anything, but it's just there's too many. Her lungs as well. Lungs weigh around about a kilo. Granted, she was only five foot two. But her lungs weighed 600 grams. If you drown and take in water, even if there's no water there, your lungs have absorbed the water. Therefore, they're going to be heavier. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect them. This is normal lungs. Like, no one, that, no one that's drowned or anything. They weigh a kilo. So hers weighed 600 grams. So surely, even though she was small, you'd think they'd be up around about a kilo, 800 grams or 900 grams or something like that, if she drowned and they'd absorbed the water and yeah, and stuff like that. I, I, just, I just think they, they rushed to a conclusion far too quickly. They did. And then you've got, of course, the flip side of things where they say, uh, yeah, okay, so, so one side is that she... Uh, hadn't taken her medication, she was kind of hallucinating, she was confused, she climbed up into this water tank and she climbed inside and she drowned. And then there's there's the people that say the, the lid was too heavy, blah, blah, blah. So I looked into, this is my Google search history, it's so interesting, water tanks and the dimensions wow. and weights and things like that. Oh, wow. God. Honestly, the FBI and the Russians will have a field day looking at my google history (laughs) your saturday nights must be wild oh honestly the party doesn't start until i get there (laughs) (laughs) so anyway the lids are actually um fairly light and but they're about 60 pounds and they're on a hinge 
which takes half of the weight. So 30 pounds is not a heavy lid to lift. Anybody quite easily could open that lid. It, it, it was not a heavy lid. It was not too much for one person. It, wasn't, it wouldn't have been too much for a, a, an eight-year-old, never mind a, an adult. It was quite easy to open that lid. Uh, the issue that she, how did she get up there? Apparently, when it was investigated later, um, two Chinese men went in and, and they recorded a video and there was just a ladder left um, by like the water tank on the roof. And so they're saying that she easily could have climbed a ladder. I don't know whether that ladder was left there from the investigation or whether it's always there. Maybe she could have climbed the ladder and opened the lid. Maybe she was in a state of confusion. She was hallucinating. But when the LAPD took their sniffer dogs in, the sniffer dogs tracked her scent all the way down the corridor to a window that, albeit it was a bit of a risk, you'd have to be a bit Assassin's Creed, shimmying along a ledge, you could get to the roof via this window. And the sniffer dogs traced her scent up to this window and then it vanished. So it's possible she could have got to the roof via the window, she could have climbed out the window, but when you're in a state of confusion and hallucination, are you really going to be coherent enough to shimmy across a ledge that basically means you would plummet to your death if you fell? Yeah, this is this is it for me. It's, it's, it's one or the other. She's either confused, doesn't know what she's doing, or... She's very coherent and knows what she's doing. Yeah. Because it's okay to open a lift. It wouldn't take a lot. But to close it again? Yeah, that's true. Because she's now in the water. And the, the, the water tanks aren't full. They've, they've still got a little bit of leeway on them. Yes, yeah. So she's, she's in there. She's, she's only five foot two. So she's small a smaller person anyway so to get in the water then lean up and pull it down yes yeah why is there a handle is there a handle on the inside of this lid and if so why unless maybe she just lifted it up a little bit climbed in and then it just kind of dropped sure like she didn't flip it open completely true that that could be the case uh, but then why were her clothes found next to her yeah why why, so she's either gone through all this, shimmied across the ledge, climbed up, fully clothed, got up there, taken her clothes off, got in, but took her clothes with her, or she's done this naked from the start and kept her clothes with her. Which is very bizarre. Yeah, I don't understand. And as well, to get, if she didn't do the, the shimmying across the ledge, she would have had to go through a fire door which apparently would have had an alarm on it, which would have alerted the front desk, but it was so loud that the top two floors would have heard it as well. It's just too confusing, this one. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the, the other world, let's say. Richard Ramirez lived there. When he was uh, on his killing spree, he was he was the night stalker. We'll probably talk about mm -hmm. him at some point because, oh, he's a he's a oh, he's a right one. He's a right one. 
tell you. But, and it has been said that when, when she's at the lift and the, the video you see, she was actually talking to his ghost. I mean, he only lived there for six months. You know, where, where does your ghost, like, go? Does she go? Like, when you die, does your ghost travel around? Because I've lived in a lot of places. Like, you know what? So, does it go back to the place where you loved the most? Did he love the shithole that was the Cecil Hotel? I mean, if he did, then I, I can understand why he did what he did. But that's that was the yeah. best time in his life when he was at that, just living down the road from Skid Row. Then <laughs> he needs to get out more. Yeah. I mean, the the hotel did have a history of suicides and murder and. And things like that. And actually, it was the last place that Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia, was seen yeah. as well before they found her horribly mutilated corpse. Yeah. So there is a whole possession, ghost, suicide. Mm. I mean, to be to be honest with you as well, there was there was seven murder, suicide, accidental deaths in a nine year period in the thirties. There, so there's been sixteen, I think sixteen overall in the hotel's history. Which is not a lot for how old the hotel is, to be fair. Of of course, yeah, of course. I think it's just that it's so entwined with uh, Dahlia and you've got Richard yeah. Ramirez there. Yeah. Jack Unterweger also stayed there and we'll probably cover him because this is why liberals should not get involved with cases. I mean, oh, he wrote a book, let him out, he's a good boy. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was actually a Pauline Otten who jumped from a ninth floor window and landed on a pedestrian. Oh, that is wrong place, wrong time, unfortunate. Yeah, the thing is as well, she landed on Giorgiani. Did she survive? No, no, no. They thought they jumped out together. Oh, God. And the way they worked it out was because George still had his hands in his pockets and his shoes on. And they went, nope he's been landed on because apparently when you jump out that high your shoes pop off oh really yeah and and you wouldn't really jump out of a hotel window with your hands in your pockets either unless you're proper cool I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah you may as well be smoking a cigarette and wearing like Ray-Bans if you're doing that also I guess it depends on what shoes you're wearing be damned hot I mean I've been on the Nemesis in my Converse they are hella not coming off but as well, yeah, I mean, and as, as horrible, uh, this just sums up how bad the Cecil was. It was uh, featured in U2's The Streets Have No Name video. <laughs> it's actually a backdrop of it. It was a horrible, horrible place. I think it has actually been, rena- it's renamed now, isn't it? It's like Stay On something or other. They- They're actually, yeah, it was renamed, I think in 2015 but it's actually closed at the moment and will be open at some point next year after they're having a complete redo of it i should think so when it changed hands previously i think it was the stay on main yes that's what i was looking for yeah that they they literally just gave it a lick of paint they didn't do anything else to it and i think they only gave like pacific areas a lick Mm -hmm. of paint they they didn't really do anything but now it's actually closed. You can't even book in to it, and it will be open at some point next year. I think it's been closed for the past two years. To be honest with you, that's how much uh, work that they're kind of doing on it. That's the thing with hotels, though, that have got that are quite infamous, like this one is. 
if you walk into a hotel and it looks a bit grotty and the skirting boards haven't seen a duster in like ever and you just think oh god i can understand why people threw themselves out the window in this place and it just reeks of conspiracy and suicide and stuff whereas if you walk into you know like the hilton or something you're like oh nobody would ever kill themselves in here they've got a spa kind of thing yeah i i think i think that is the difference as well because it is what it is and because it's got the reputation yeah. of what it is i think people when something happens people want to read a lot more than what has actually happened into it uh i'm not saying that this this there's nothing untoward going on here but I just think when you when you've got the history behind it, it's like you stay in a five star, all inclusive hotel. The first thing, it's not the first thing that crosses your mind. Oh, how many people have died? Here? Yeah. Well, depends the kind of person you are. But <laughs> she, I she still know always what, check under the mattress, even in a travel lodge, just in case, because I've heard that urban legend as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing is, it's a ho- like a hotel that size. Probably all the hotels in the entire city have had some form of suicide or murder or nefarious going on it it there's hundreds of people staying in it do you know what i mean they can't it, there's no hotel in an, in an area that is a bit notorious that has a squeaky clean history i'm sorry i just don't believe it at all no of course i mean especially with this what i was because it was built in 1924 it was it did quite well but then suffered due to great depression picked up in the 40s but then because of the war by the time the 50s came round, it was suffering, and this is how it got the reputation of being a transient hotel. And then Skid Row, just down the road from it, picked up with uh, people coming back from, uh, soldiers coming back from the Second World War who were destitute, and the government turned their back on them kind of thing, and, and this is where they live. And then in the... the the 70s and the 80s, it happened the same, or the 60s and the 70s, should I say, it happened the same with the, the Vietnam vets that came back into the country. It was just Skid Row was a known place, and with this being so near to Skid Row, it kind of carried that reputation over. Yeah. I, I think, for me, what is interesting is that in February 2017, it was actually deemed a historical and cultural monument due to its representation of early 20th century American hotels. Uh, now, I don't really think that this has anything to do with anything, but when you kind of take it all together, if looking at a historical monument, how slapdash the autopsy was, how limited... The people at the hotel have been in coming forward uh, with the with the video. You've only got one video of her. You've not noticed that she weren't supposed mm-hmm. to be there for twenty four hours. I just think it's a little bit suspect. There's only certain rooms that they were allowed to search. Yeah. I think, like you say, I, I think maybe she was a little bit confident. She met someone. She decided to stay another day but not in her room, maybe with them, and then something happened, and she ended up in the in the water tank. Yeah. I know her parents, they are of the agreement that she drowned, it was an accidental drowning because of her mental health issues, um, but I, I, I just think, 
for me and um, the person I do the research with, uh, we are of the belief that the only person who had access to the roof or the only persons who had access to the roof was somebody who worked in the hotel and that there is more to this than meets the eye and that somebody in that hotel, a hotel worker, knows something about what really happened and it wasn't an accidental drowning. She wasn't alone. There was somebody with her and it really points in the directions of a hotel staff member. Yeah, I'd have to 100% agree with you on on, on that. I I think that with the way the hotel works, and and for me, I've worked in the hotel industry, if you're working there and you're not local, you get given a room to stay in. I think with the days that she's been there, maybe she's struck up a relationship with someone working in the hotel, and it's just that to get to the place that she had to get to, you would have to know the layout of the hotel. You'd have to know where it goes to. Otherwise, there's so many, I don't, I don't want to say easier, but there's so many easier ways to Definitely. die when you're on a roof of a hotel yeah. rather than end up in a water tank. You can, you, especially especially if you're high on, high on drugs or if you're in a, in, in a psychosis state, you'd, you'd wander off the yeah. edge. You wouldn't, you wouldn't knowingly go, I have to go there. Of course. And squeeze in through this tiny little hole in this 10-foot tank. It's a, it's a long stretch. Yeah. I think as well, what is interesting is the, uh, the way that, that quote there from the, the, from the police at the beginning there, the, the, they searched the hotel to a legal extent. For me, that was warning flag, red flag there. Of course. On that one, because I don't think when they first searched the hotel that she was already in the tank. Yeah. I think she may have been murdered in the actual hotel, in someone's room. Then the person that did it wasn't aware that she was supposed to check in every day and basically got panicked into into disposing her body closest possible place that they could. Mm-hmm. And then went back on shift and deleted videos or anything or edited the videos or didn't want to sully the reputation of the hotel and said this has happened what, what can we do about it yeah for the police to 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 say as much as they're legally able to search this is a missing person which could potentially be a homicide you would think they would have every right legally or otherwise to investigate every single room of course. Because there's no proof that it isn't a homicide. Yeah, and I think they've said that to prove that there has been resistance. Yeah. That they weren't allowed to search every single room because the way it's worded is just so they've gone, we've done what we can do. Yeah. But the people in the hotel haven't helped us. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's very calculated way to say it, but they've not actually come out and said. Them dickheads at the hotel, they've not helped us out at all. Yeah. And it's just such such a tragedy. Uh, and I hope, Cause... I mean, the only way the family is going to get closure on this if if more information from the hotel is forthcoming. I think everyone 
who was involved from the police side have done what they can. I just think it's the, the hotel staff and hotel people that are actually not being forthright with what they should do. Yeah, the case needs to be reopened. There's no closure. This is not a closure. It's not a form of closure. No. And especially with the, with the autopsy being changed. Being scribbled out, exactly. That's, that just, I would have demanded the case be reopened. I mean, they did They did try and sue, family are trying to sue the hotel, but unfortunately it was thrown out because she died in an area where customers don't have access to. So, so yeah, yeah, so that, that was the reason. So but then, but that's the reason that it's accidental drowning. If it was, maybe if it was still undetermined, maybe they would have had a case with it. But that's the thing the hotel is saying, that customers don't have any access to this area. Well, clearly, the proof is staring you right in the face that they do. Mm. <laughs> she didn't teleport there. No, it's just... It's just and the lack, the lack of video evidence, the only video that they put out to people is the, the one where it makes her look that she's having some kind of, of, of psychosis episode, some kind of breakdown. Right, yeah. So it's putting the onus on her rather than on the hotel. Yeah. So they're just kind of going, hey, go look, everyone can see. She's crazy, not us. I, I, know, I don't believe that at all. No. I do hope one day the family will get justice and we'll get closure. Definitely. And obviously us talking about it isn't going to do anything. But, you know... I, I I think this is this is a tragic tragic set of circumstances which needs to be investigated. It might make people who think that the case was just open and shut kind of give it a second thought. Yeah. Bring awareness to how it does need to be reopened. It does need to be reinvestigated. Exactly. Not everything is black and white. Just because someone has psychological issues, that isn't necessarily their own downfall. Just because you can frame it in a way where it looks like they're the ones that, not bringing this on themselves, but they're the ones that have the, that, that with the video where they're trying to show that she's, she's, she's crazy, maybe. It's not as... It's too easy to pin the blame on mental health. Exactly. It's not as black and white on that. No. It may it may walk like a duck, quack like a duck, swim like a duck, but it's not always a duck. You need yep. to have a little bit of a look uh and it's just a tragedy that this family lost this young girl. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, our thoughts go out to them. Definitely. But, yeah, so that was the case of Elisa Lamb. Uh, may she rest in peace. That has been us from the MO podcast. So I have been a consummatious aunt. And I have been a Treya. Treya, Treya. Please let us know what you think and what your theories are. Yeah, please, in the, in the comments, we'll whack up on YouTube, we'll uh, answer them, and if I am being an idiot with my autopsy reports and being simplistic, please, please let me know, because uh, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting, and, and then when I got hold of that brown liquid, brown fluid, I was like, oh, I might have something here, and I'll probably get told, <laughs> no, don't even try and ever do that again. Uh, we <laughs> shall see you next week. Uh, have a good week and bye. bye.